Welcome to Stories of Rune Terra. My name is Guy Black, or Ravenhood on the interwebs, and I'm just a humble storyteller here to draw you into the vast world of Rune Terra by Riot Games. The Riot Games community has crafted an incredible universe where those with the most humble beginnings can shake the very foundations of the world. Each week, we'll jump into one of the articles on the Riot Games universe site and narrate something from the world of Runeterra. Think of this whole thing as an audiobook of League stories and lore by yours truly. This week's story is yet another fan request you guys are picking up. Maybe the TikTok thing got it out there a little bit more. Who knows? Regardless, this is Kaisa, Daughter of the Void. And I hope you sleep well. And now for a terrible impression. Or whatever you want to call it. My appearance may frighten you, but make no mistake. I am on your side, and we fight to the bitter end. Claimed by the Void when she was only a child, Kaisa managed to survive through sheer tenacity and strength of will. Her experiences have made her a deadly hunter and... To some, the harbinger of a future they would rather not live to see. Having entered into an uneasy symbiosis with the living void carapace, the time will soon come when she must decide whether to forgive those mortals who would call her a monster and defeat the coming darkness together, or simply to forget as the void consumes the world that left her behind. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, just wanted to say thank you again. Don't have anything crazy. Appreciate y'all listening to this little goofy thing that I've got. I'm doing some, trying to do some stuff. It's not a lot on TikTok. Like I said, I don't do a ton on social media, but, you know, putting it out there so that maybe some other folks can join our little crew here and enjoy the lore. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate you all, and uh, may the Daughter of the Void inspire you. Perhaps the most remarkable thing about the fearless hunter of the void known as Kaisa is how unremarkably her life began. She did not descend from tribal warriors hardened by generations of battle, nor was she summoned from distant lands to fight the unknowable menace lurking beneath Shirima. Rather, she was just an ordinary girl, born to loving parents who called the unforgiving southern deserts their home. This is where she would spend her days playing with friends, and her nights dreaming about her place in the world. In her tenth summer, the young girl Kaisa's destiny would be changed forever. Had she been older, she might have noticed more of the unusual events that had begun to unfold in the villages. Every day, her mother urged her to stay home, for fear of strangers wandering the land, demanding tribute to dark powers below. Kaisa and her friends did not believe it, until one evening, they came upon a pen of sacrificial goats bought from nomad herdsmen. Using the knife her father had given her on her eighth birthday, she cut their tethers and set the animals free into a nearby canyon. 
It seemed like a harmless prank until the unthinkable happened. The ground began to quake. Flashes of light scorched the sky and the children ran for their lives. The void had been awakened. A great rift split the bedrock, swallowing up Kaisa's village and everyone in it, leaving nothing behind but sand pierced with twisted columns as black as night. Kaisa regained consciousness to find herself trapped underground. She was filled with crippling fear, but there was still hope. She could hear the faint cries of other survivors. They called each other feebly, repeating their names one by one like a mantra. Sadly, by the third day, hers was the only voice left. Her friends and family were all gone. She was alone in the darkness. It was only when all seemed lost that she saw the light. She followed it down. Along the way, she found a meager sustenance. Amid the debris left by the collapse were ragged water skins, rotting peaches, anything to keep starvation at bay. But eventually, Kaisa's hunger was replaced by fear once again. She found herself in a vast cavern, illuminated by an otherworldly purplish glow, and she could see she was no longer alone. Skittering creatures swarmed the depths. The first that came for Kaisa was no bigger than her, and she clutched her knife in both hands, ready to defend herself. The voidling horror knocked her to the ground, but she drove the blade into its pulsing heart, and the two of them tumbled deeper into the abyss. The creature was seemingly dead, but its unnatural skin had taken hold upon the flesh of her arm. The dark shell tingled, but was as hard as steel to the touch. In a panic, Kaisa broke her knife trying to remove it, but when the larger beasts came, she used it as a shield to make her escape. Soon enough, she realized the shell was becoming part of her. As her daily struggle to survive drew out into years, this second skin grew with her, and so too did her resolve. Now, she had more than hope. She had a plan. Fight hard, stay alive, find a way back. She was transformed from frightened girl to fearless survivor, from prey to predator. For almost a decade, she has lived between two worlds in an attempt to keep them apart. The void hungers to consume not only the scattered villages of Shirima, but the whole of Runeterra. She will not allow that to happen. Though she has slain countless void constructs, she understands that many of the people she protects would see her as a monster herself. Indeed, her name has begun to pass into legend an echo of the ancient horrors of doomed Ikathia. No longer Kaisa, but Kai-sa. And now, for our story of Kaisa. This is entitled, The Girl Who Came Back, written by Michael McCarthy. Listen to me. I tell the girl who found me here beside the pit, I need you to hear me. There isn't much time. She leans forward without a hint of fear in her eyes. Tell me what to do. I like her. A slight smile breaks across my face, and for the first time in what seems like forever. Not this, I say, gesturing to the arrow gripped in her hand. She holds it like a spear. I was only a child when the void took me from my family, so I didn't know any better either. But the rest of them, 
They were so careless. Sacrifices, offerings, tributes, whatever you want to call them. They were never going to work. It isn't some god appeased by gifts and prayers. It just wants to devour everything. You want to kill it? You want to destroy it? I ask her. She nods. Then starve it. The sensation of needles on my flesh grows stronger, as if in response to these words. The threatening presence is closing in around us, and my second skin constricts, pulling taut as a bow. I take one last deep breath before they come. The sand begins to shift, puckering and falling away like an hourglass. Eerie pulses of light filter into the sky as the construct creatures heave themselves up into the Sheremian night, screeching and drooling. I steady myself, charging the energy inside my shoulder pods. I grit my teeth, and then release it. Bright blooms of heat, pain, find their targets quickly raining down, stopping the creatures in their tracks, flinging them aside. The air is filled with acid reek and the hiss of melting chitin. Soon there is nothing left of them. I wait for the needle's itch to stop, but it doesn't. The girl crouched beside me, ready. She probably cannot understand what she's seeing. Does it hurt? She whispers, her hand reaching out for the glowing scales on my arm. I pull back reflexively. She doesn't even flinch. Ah, sometimes, I confess. Not too far away, her village sleeps unaware, for the most part. Curiosity had no doubt gotten the better of this little girl, with so many stories and fables, both frightening and fantastical, the voidling beasts hunting in the dead of the night, calling to one another. She just wanted to see for herself, see what lurks beyond the rocks, the thing her people both fear and adore at the same time. My skin tightens again, the needles, the constant itch. I blink. I'm sorry. You didn't tell me your name. She stands up proudly, still brandishing the arrow. I'm Ely. I came to protect my family from the monster. She's no more than ten years of age. Well, Ely, sometimes running is the best thing to do. But you don't run, she says, narrowing her eyes. Do you? A clever one, this girl. I shake my head. Not any more. Then I won't either, she proclaims, brave as well. She has no idea what they're dealing with. None of them do. All of these things that people have done to rid themselves of the creatures, they were just ringing the dinner bell. You need to tell them, Ely. You need to make them understand. No more dancing beneath the new moon. No more animals tied to stakes. The void has no mercy to offer. It feeds or dies. The day I came to understand this was when I knew I had a chance. Maybe that's why I survive and why so many others perish. But Survivor always has a price. Ever since I found my way back, I've been paying it. Look, the girl whispers. They are coming to find us. I don't have time to look. I knew they would come. By instinct, the carapace draws over my face. Ely stares up at me. Don't be frightened. I say to her in a voice now so twisted and monstrous it could have the opposite meaning. Of what? She asks. I find myself wearing a smile she cannot see. There are only a handful of people who've ever seen me in the flesh, or whatever it is now that covers my body. 
and all but two of them are dead. Ely's people appear to be capable hunters. Only the capable live out here. I can see where she got her bravery. The torches twinkle in the night. Papa! She cries out to the searching villagers without warning me. I found her! The girl who came back! They're heading towards us now. Weapons at the ready. Fire in their eyes. Ely! Her father yells, knocking an arrow into his boy. Get away from that thing! She looks up at me again, confused. For every little girl like Ely, there are ten others who would run the other way. Or worse, I know what most people would say about me. I've seen their fear scrawled across mud walls, scratched into the canyon rocks. Beware the girl who came back a monster. They don't know a thing about me. To them, I'm just something they do not want to face. A living, walking, fighting embodiment of what they fear most. I guess it's why they added a mark to my name. Ten years ago, I was only Kaiser, much like Ely, hopeful about the future as limitless as the stars in the night sky. That future died the day the void dragged me down. The needles are back. Ely releases my hand as my luminous weapons materialize over my arms. Go to him, I tell her. Go to your father. Ely, run! Her father pleads. He draws back his bowstring with trembling hands. No! She yells, turning to me. I don't run any more! I usher her forwards, keeping my eyes trained on the villagers. No, Ely. You were born a fighter. They will need you. After a few steps, she turns back. What do I tell them? Tell them. Tell them they need to be ready. The void has taken much from me, but I refuse to let it take everything. These moments, where kindness and humanity shine through, where innocence and trust extinguish fear, they fill me with hope that we can defeat the rivers of timeless poison that flow beneath the world. The first time I escaped the abyss, I did it for myself. Maybe one day, it will be for them. The Goosebumps! They're there! Or Goose Pimples, or whatever you call them. Man. To be perceived a monster and yet shown kindness because they've seen a reality about what you are pursuing. A truth that you bear. What kind of lesson is that for us? I know I'm getting a, a lot more philosophical on some of these enders, but... The reality is, is like, I live and breathe that stuff about reading stories and seeing what they inspire us to be. So the next time you encounter a monster, and I'm going to get real here, whether it's a monster on the other side of the political spectrum and wherever you're from, or someone that has been cruel to you in the past, or someone that has hurt you within a safe, in a, of course, a safe way, where can you forgive and see the humanity that they are suffering or the fear they came from and empathize with that. Not to put yourself at risk again, but to see an opportunity to forgive and let the the death and the pain and the suffering that they have doled out die with you and maybe inspire them to be a better human. 
Ooh, we can get real with that one. I might be getting a bit more philosophical on the ends here, but regardless, thanks again for everyone listening. These are incredible stories that can inspire us to be better people, to care for others, to love others, and to strive for the goodness that can be in this world, the beauty that can exist, and the truth that we know. Ah, it's my jam. Anyway, sorry. Thanks again for listening. I'll catch you next week. Hit me up on the socials. You've got the email stories of Terra podcast. Give me the ratings. If you think I am worthy of them, don't give me fake stuff. I only want to grow. Thank you again. And we'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs>